Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one speedy page of Talmud each day. And in today's pages, Bavakama 31 and 32, we learn about running, which is why I'm speaking so fast. More particularly, we learn that running is unnatural. Have a listen. The Gemara comments, the Mishnah is not in accordance with the opinion of Isi ben Yehuda, as it is taught in Abaita. Isi ben Yehuda says that one who runs in the public domain and causes damage is liable to pay for any damage he causes because his behavior is unusual in the public domain. And Isi concedes with regard to one who runs and causes damage at twilight on the eve of Shabbat that he is exempt because he is running with permission. In other words, the rabbis tell us that unless you're running because you really have to make it home before Shabbat, anytime you run out there in public, you are doing something that human beings aren't supposed to do. How do you feel about that, our guest today, tablet reporter extraordinaire Armin Rosen? I think it's absolutely right. Having run great distances myself, the trick to it is really making yourself do something you are not supposed to do. And that is, in fact, actually dangerous to do if taken to a certain conceivable all-too-easy-to-reach extreme. Let's let's give uh, your kind of credentials here. Having completed uh, how many marathons now? Just three. Just three. Yeah. And and a few half marathons. Yeah, here and there, like for, probably six or seven of for them. For good measures. Now, look, uh, I have completed two marathons. I have found them to be absolutely torturous. You seem to enjoy it. I want you to meditate on the Zen of running because the rabbis are telling us something that, as you said, feels very true to anyone who's ever gone past the, say, 18, 19, 20-mile mark. A human being isn't supposed to do this. I have a basic sort of mental paradigm for thinking about runs over like the 17 mile mark. And the way I often think about them is that you're putting yourself in hell. Basically, you're putting your brain and your body under, you know, these incredible stresses that it doesn't often feel and might only feel a few times a year when you're training for for a marathon. But in order to get to that point, you actually have to put quite a lot of work in. It's difficult to get yourself to hell in the first place. And the whole, the whole thing is like a process of creating this like exquisitely torturous kind of experience that you actually have to have a lot of skills to put yourself in at all. But then why would you, why would you do it, right? That's the sort of absurd paradoxical question lying at the end of running any marathon, really. Let's make the counter argument here for a second. Let's assume that what the rabbis say is unusual and unnatural. Yeah. Uh, let's assume for a second that there is a world in which they mean it in, in a positive manner because, right. you know, there is a, a, a moment that I'm sure you've observed too at which point, you know, it's mile 20 or 21 or wherever it hits, you hit the so-called famous wall in which your body just breaks down because the human body will after this amount or at least for most of us after this distance and you're running completely in your mind and in a place that I actually find really beautiful and serene. Could the rabbis basically be telling us, yeah, actually, it's unnatural, but beautiful. It's transcendence. Right. And the amazing thing, and part of the reason to put yourself through this at all, is to just kind of experience what that's like and to be able to watch yourself at any kind of a move when you're at like mile 22 or 23 and to cycle through the questions of like, why am I doing this and how take am us, I take doing us, this? Take us to your last race that you actually felt this. Take us to the last time that you had this I mean, it had, experience. It had to have been... Running down Ocean Parkway uh, as part of the uh, Brooklyn Marathon, RIP. They're not running it anymore. 
And as part of the route, you had to run like three miles down Ocean Parkway and then turn around and double back. So you're basically looking at like your future self coming at you in even more devastated form from all the runners that you're <laughs> passing going down this very kind of monotonous stretch of roadway. And at that point, it really felt like I was just running nowhere and to nothing and that it was all just kind of this pure feeling in a way disconnected from any goal. And that's that's really how you kind of make it through the end of a marathon is to just remember that it's not going to end. You're always going to be like this. You'll be running forever. That's actually kind of the healthy healthy way to approach it in, in, in a weird, weird really? way. Really? Was, was there no way in which you're like, I'm actually feeling strangely elated now. I'm actually in a in a place in which, you know, I, I no longer feel the pain. I'm just, I'm pure thought. I am no longer an embodied creature. Yeah, there's... It's kind of how I felt in the Bronx get, in, the, in the, you know, New York City Marathon. You can kind of get flashes of that. I think I'm not quite at that sort of a spiritual level necessarily to really just shut the entire rest of the body off. But what what I can do is get to have little sort of flashes or experiences of that where it's like, oh, how am I how am I actually doing this right now? What's getting me through it? Maybe it is a sort of disembodiment that that gets me gets me through it. The, the other kind of like remarkable thing about running a marathon, and it's the reason that I recommend people do it if they're thinking about it, is that it begins as this absurd, unattainable goal, right? Every time I've all three times I've trained for a marathon, it seemed like a completely absurd, ridiculous, far off in the distance, outlandish thing to do. By the middle of training, it seems like it's inevitable that you'll finish it. And then by two or three weeks before the race, it, you convince yourself that it's actually going to be easy. Race days never quite go as planned. It's never absolutely easy. But just the process of going from an impossible thing becoming an inevitable thing to becoming a seemingly easy thing to becoming an actual thing out in reality is a, a cycle that it's healthy to put yourself through and running and in life in general, and probably. Right there, I would say, is probably also the logic of prayer, going from something that seems completely impossible to something that feels, you know, obvious to something that right. reveals itself in all its mysteries and complications. Armin Rosen, when's your next race? Uh, I've not on the schedule right now. It's certainly not in any kind of marathoning shape. I've always wanted to do Jerusalem. Jerusalem is very hard. It's an extraordinarily difficult but spectacular route. Right. It's in March of every year, kind of not that long before Pesach. One of these days, I think. Inshallah. If my knees survive. Bo Hashem, thank you so much for being our guest. Absolutely. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day 
a little more Talmudic. Thank you.